Um, I have the privilege today to speak to you guys from this amazing book of the Bible. It's called Ephesians. Has anyone read Ephesians? Amazing. Yes, a few of y'all have. That's awesome. If you haven't, I want to challenge you guys. Read Ephesians this week. It's six chapters long. Take a, take a chapter every day. If you can handle it, it's heavy hitters. Paul is in prison in the book of Ephesians, okay? And so he says some crazy things. He says some crazy things, and he's not like sitting in like a hotel on the coastline of Carlsbad. The dude is in prison, and not like prison today, like Roman prison. It would have been rough. The guy's in prison, so he writes us this letter, and basically in summation, this letter says that we are God's workmanship. We've been saved by grace, through faith, for good works, and with all that said, we should then live our lives as imitators of Christ. And so Paul says that for the first like six and a half chapters, and then he gets to uh, Ephesians 6 verse 10, and he says the word finally. Now I don't say that when, when I'm talking very often. It's something that I might say is maybe all of that said, or all things considered. I don't really say finally, but basically he's saying with all of that said, bam. And so last week, Pastor Pat talked about the first thing that Pat said, and this is the famous passage of the armor of God. Have any of y'all heard of the armor of God before? Some of you guys have. For those who haven't, awesome. We're going to talk about it today. So last week, Pastor Pat talked about the belt of truth, how truth itself is our standard, it's our center, and it's our freedom. And today, I get to talk to you guys about the breastplate of righteousness. And what this scripture says is that we are to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And I'm going to break down those, that very few words into three points, how we are to take up this breastplate, what is it, what does it do, of righteousness, what does that mean, and what does it mean for us to put it on, okay? So that's what we're going to walk through today. But let me read the scripture to you guys before we get into that. So this is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. I'm reading in the message for the first two verses because I think it's so good, um, and then we'll hop into NIV, okay? The message is just a translation of the Bible in what we might consider more modern English instead of a bunch of thuses and thys. If y'all say that, God bless you, but I don't. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, and that about wraps it up. So finally, and that about wraps it up. God is strong, and he wants you strong. You guys know God is strong? Do y'all know that he wants you strong, though? He doesn't want you guys weak. He wants you to partner with his strength so that we are strong. God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you. Well-made weapons of the best material and put them to use so that you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. He laid out the tools before us, but it's not good enough to just identify them. We have to take them up and use them. So he says, make use of them. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a few hours. The way, the way it's put in the NIV is that this is a battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of the spiritual realm. It's not an afternoon walk in the park. It's a battle of spirituality, and it's not going to end in a couple hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. First thing, God is strong and he wants you strong. If we are going to thrive in this life at all, we have to partner with God's strength. And the way that his strength works in our lives is when we can actually acknowledge the type of battle that we're in. 
If we're strictly thinking about the physical and not acknowledging the fact that we are in a spiritual battle, we're already losing. But if we can acknowledge the spiritual battle going on, acknowledge that we're in a fight, if you don't even know you're in a fight, do you think you're going to win that fight? we got to acknowledge the fight that we're in, acknowledge that it's spiritual, and partner with God's strength in it. C.S. Lewis said, when it comes to the demonic, people fall into one of two categories. Either they take the devil altogether too seriously, or they don't take him seriously enough. Meaning, I'm just going to pretend like there's no such thing as hell, there's no such thing as evil, there's no such thing as the devil, and I'm just going to live my life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend like I'm strictly physical, which everything in us screams that we are way more than physical, that we are eternal, but I'm going to pretend like it's strictly physical. Or we jump to the other extreme, and I'm walking down the street, and, and I like stub my toe, and, and that's a weapon formed against me that's trying to prosper, right? Like, that's extreme too. That's not what God has for us either. There's a healthy understanding that we are in a fight, that it's spiritual, and that we have weaponry for the spiritual that we have to take up. It's not enough just to look at it. This weaponry is specific to the fight that we're in. If you're a football player and you go out on the field with a tennis racket and ankle braces, you're going to get broken half. If you're a tennis player and you go out with football pads and a helmet, you ain't going to be able to move because you're not engaged properly for the fight that you're in. Does that make sense? So we have to engage spiritually for this spiritual fight that we're in. The way that we engage in the spiritual fight is the armor of God. And so today we're on this breastplate. We're going to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Besides it being out of his strength, the second thing I want to talk about is that it's his covering. If you're a note taker, write that down. It's his strength. And secondly, it's his covering. Now, the breastplate of righteousness, this breastplate, what, what Paul would have been talking about would have been a Roman breastplate, okay? So that would have gone from like the waist all the way up to the neck, and it would have gone down to about the arm, kind of like this t-shirt I'm wearing right now, front and back, a little higher on the neck, okay? So to me, that begs the question, if Paul is, if Paul is, um, if Paul is correlating our righteousness to a breastplate, in the spiritual, we have to think about in the physical, what is that breastplate actually covering, okay? So when I think about the breastplate, I think about, first of all, the neck. It's covering the neck. Of many things in the neck, we've got our carotid artery. We've got this artery taking blood to and from the brain, right? If our brain ain't working, you ain't working, right? It covers the lungs, this place where oxygenated, I'm sorry, oxygen comes in and then is pumped to the heart so that the heart can then plump oxygenated blood throughout the rest of the body. We've got our, our vitals, our, our liver, our kidney, our spleen, all of these things inside here that the breastplate would be covering. And lastly, it's also covering our back. And so we're physically covered all in the front and all in the back. So we are covered. Isaiah 52, 12 said, the Lord will go before you and he will be your rear guard. God is covering everything in the front, and he's also covering the back. Spiritually, I think this has correlation as well. Like, we're talking about the lungs. When Adam was in the garden, it says that God breathed breath into him, and Adam took his first breath. Our lungs are the recipient of the breath of life. The heart being, being the center of who we are. It says, above all, guard your heart because everything else flows from it. It's the center of who we are. This breastplate is covering it. It's covering our vital organs, meaning they are vital to life. 
You ain't living without them. It's covering those. And it's also covering our back, meaning our weak spots. It's covering the things that maybe we don't even know our weaknesses. In Psalm 139, David prays, Lord, search me and know me. Point out faults within me that I don't even know are there. There are things in our lives that we don't even know that we're struggling with, that we're partnering with. God's got that covered with this breastplate. So it's a spiritual covering, and it's covering all the most important things. This breastplate, some would argue with me, but I'm going to say it. This breastplate is both offensive and it's defensive. How's a breastplate offensive? In Isaiah, again, Isaiah's got some good stuff. This is a prophetic word about Jesus. It says, he, meaning Jesus, was appalled that there was no one to intervene. So his own arm achieved salvation for him. His own righteousness sustained him. He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as a cloak. Does that sound offensive or defensive? That's offensive. Spoiler. Like Jesus is dialed in offensively in this fight. So this breastplate is offensive, but it's also defensive. What does Paul say? He says in this, in this same passage, when you've done everything you can to stand, then stand. There's a spiritual battle going on. It says that the enemy is firing flaming darts at us, and it's our job to stand covered by him, covered by this breastplate. The Bible says there's two times where we're supposed to flee from sin. Do you guys know what those are? There's two times. It says we should flee from the love of money, and we should flee from the youthful lusts. Love of money and youthful lusts. The monies and the honeys, that's what we got to flee from. The monies and the honeys. So that's the only time we're fleeing, though. Every time else, we're staying put. We're standing. And it's both offensive and defensive. The monies and the honeys, y'all can run. But when it comes to everything else, y'all better stand. The third thing this breastplate is doing is, as our covering is, it was a piece of honor. It was a piece of honor. In my research, I found that the Roman breastplate would have been stamped with the family crest or a family seal. So if it's God's breastplate, if it's a part of the armor of God, whose stamp or seal is on that? God's, right? God's stamp. So as a part of his family, we've been stamped and sealed on this breastplate. It says that we've been given the Holy Spirit as a deposit, as a guarantee of what is to come. We've been stamped. We're a part of his family. We carry his image, his name now. It's a piece of honor. And last thing, and this maybe is, is some spiritual or theological uh, reaching, but I'm going to go for it anyway. I think when I picture this breastplate, it had like some abs cut in, right? And it had like maybe some pecs. So you, you were kind of like dialed in as far as what you looked like, right? It didn't matter what you looked like underneath. You had these pecs and these abs. You were covered. And that's kind of a joke, but it's also a transition into this next thing that we're covered by his righteousness. The abs and the pecs, those are his. We get his abs and pecs. We're trading in the love handles for his abs and pecs and his righteousness. You guys can have them. Like, like God is like, clothe yourself in this breastplate. And so not only is it, not only is it this covering, but it's a covering of righteousness. So 
So if it's a covering of righteousness, I think that begs the question, whose righteousness is it? Y'all want the flabs or the abs? Me too. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm taking the abs. We can have the flabs or the abs. The flabs is our own self-righteousness. It says, I'm good enough. I've got this thing figured out. I got the car, the girl, the guy, the house, the savings account, the da-da-da-da-da-da-da. In the physical, I'm dialed. C.S. Lewis also said, God is not deceived by externals. He's not deceived by it. You might be able to deceive man. You might be able to come in here and be like, dang, this guy or girl's got it, girl's got it figured out, right? They're good. And be dying spiritually. If you're standing in your own righteousness, you are dying spiritually. Don't believe me? Let's go to the Bible, baby. Isaiah 64, 6, it said, all of us, you, 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 yes, foster you too, bro, I'm sorry. All of us, myself included, have become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. Y'all notice that's the righteous deeds? What are y'all's bad deeds like? The righteous deeds are filthy rags. All of our righteous deeds are filthy rags. We have shriveled up like a leaf. Like the wind, our sins have swept us away. Have you guys ever watched a leaf in the wind? It's going every which way, every direction. Like a fence might come up, it gets stuck on the fence for a sec. It's like, cool, maybe this is the spot I'm supposed to be. Wind changes direction, boom, it goes the other way. Rocks, trees, ocean, it's just flying everywhere. That's what it says when we are allowing the wind of our sin to control us. We're flying everywhere. We've got no center. We've got no guidance. Our filthy deeds, I'm sorry, our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. And so when Paul says to take up this breastplate of righteousness, if we're taking up the breastplate of self-righteousness and we are in a spiritual battle and the enemy's firing flaming darts at you, and you're, hold, you're naked and holding up your filthy rag, do you think you're protected? You're not. You're vulnerable. It's a spiritual fight. The devil's spirit, he can see the gaps in your armor. If you're holding up a rag, this ain't like a big beach cloth. It's like a little tiny like face washcloth, and it's dirty, and you're trying to hold it up. You're not covered. If you're in your own righteousness, you are not covered. You're naked and you're vulnerable. And it says, when the day of evil comes, you're done. When the day of evil comes, we're done. But what if this breastplate of righteousness is a breastplate of his righteousness? It's a different story, isn't it? Let's look at it. If it's a breastplate of his righteousness, there are two things, two things that I think are important for us to understand when it comes to this breastplate being of his righteousness. It's that we are covered by his righteousness, and that's a once and for all thing, and we are conforming to his righteousness. We are covered by his righteousness and conforming to his righteousness. Let's look at covered. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin, Jesus, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
See, Jesus was in, in perfection in heaven. It says he didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he humbled himself to the form of a man. He lived a perfect life, died a horrible death, raised a miraculous life so that we could have redemption through him. So now when God looks at us, he doesn't see the filthy rack. He sees the golden breastplate. He sees the abs. He sees the pecs. When he looks at us, he doesn't see the deeds of the old man. He sees Jesus. He doesn't see the, the, sin, the sin-stained garments. He sees us white as snow, like Jesus. And so first of all, when we are in Christ, when we both believe and follow Christ, we are covered by his love. We are covered by Jesus's sacrifice, and we have put off the old man and taken up the new man risen in Christ. So for those of us who are in Christ, we are covered once and for all. But is it enough just to be covered and then just to kick back on my lazy boy for the next 72.5 years of my life if I'm an American male? No, it's not, right? That's not enough. We, gotta do, we, we have to partner with what God is doing. He's covered us, but now we have to be conformed to his likeness. We have to partner with what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. Covering, I'm sorry, conformity is explained really well in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21 to 24. Here's what it says. You were taught with regard to your old way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted. To my grammar people, that's a present participle. If you are not in Christ, you are currently being corrupted by your sinful desires. We are being corrupted by our sinful desires. But we are to be made new in the attitude of our mind and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And so not only are we covered by God's righteousness in this breastplate of righteousness, but we are daily being conformed more and more into God's righteousness, more and more into Christ's righteousness. And it's our job to partner with the Holy Spirit in what he's doing to make us more like Jesus every single day. If there's any theologians in the room, we're basically talking about justification versus sanctification. We are justified once and for all, but every single day God is sanctifying us, making us more like him every single day. So this breastplate, this covering of God's righteousness is to, is to cover us, but it's also to conform us every single day. And so we've defined the breastplate and we've defined whose righteousness it's designed to be in. But what's the verb that Paul said there? He said, put on the breastplate of righteousness, right? He said, put it on. When I look at that word, I think, I think sort of like, well, I put this shirt on, um, I put these shoes on this morning, but there's a little more depth to it in the Greek. So let's look at this Greek word. It says, the Greek word is in duo, in duo. It means to put on, to clothe yourself, or to sink into, to sink into. I think about like sitting down in a big beanbag chair and it like like envelopes you, it envelops you. You're like the, the taco fixins in like a, like a soft taco. You're wrapped up in that thing. You are enveloped, you are covered 
We have put on. A couple other places we see this in Scripture. Galatians 3.27, it says, All of you who are baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. We've been enduoed with Christ. We have sunk into Christ. Luke 24, 49 says, I am going to send you what my father promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed and duoed with power from on high. This is before Pentecost, where Jesus said, stay in the city till the Holy Spirit falls upon you. We sink into Christ. We sink into the Holy Spirit. We are clothed by him. We put on him once and for all, but also every single day. So the question is, whose covering do you have on, and is it of your righteousness or his righteousness? Whose covering do you have on, and is it of your righteousness or his righteousness? Paul laid it out very simply, and Isaiah did as well. If we are standing in our own righteousness, we've got a filthy rag. If we're standing in Jesus' righteousness, we've got this golden breastplate with the pecs and the abs cut in. We're good. Does anyone lay out their clothes? Me neither. I didn't lay this out last night. You did. So no one lays their clothes out. Me neither. Um, so we lay our clothes out, right? And there's a filthy rag right here, and there's the breastplate right there. And, and, someone, and Jesus says, hey, we're going to battle tomorrow. Which one do you want? The dirty rag... It's a little dirty, and that's the good stuff. <laughs> and we've got this golden breastplate. Which one do you want? He said, I'll take the other. We're like, yeah, give me the breastplate. And he's like, cool, I'll take your dirty rag. I'll become sin so that you can become my righteousness. I'll become the dirty rag so that you can be protected. So that when you go out into this spiritual battle and there's flaming darts coming at you, you can have this breastplate of righteousness on so that you are no longer vulnerable to these spiritual attacks. But we have to also be conformed to his likeness every single day. So we got to take it up, we got to put it on, and we got to be conformed to his likeness every day. And so Paul in Ephesians, he guarantees that the day of evil is coming. He says, when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand if you're wearing the breastplate of righteousness. My question to y'all this morning is, if the day of evil came tomorrow, would there be gaps in your armor? Whose armor would you be wearing if the day of evil came tomorrow? See, see Satan is spirit. He can see. He can see the, the gaps that you have. Maybe there's things in your life that you think, oh, this only affects me. I'm good. Like I'm addicted to pornography, but it's only when my wife's gone and I'm in the house alone. It's not affecting her. I only, I only steal from my work when, when no one's looking in. Our, our bottom line's so high, we're good, or so low, and we're making a huge profit, I'm good. I only lie or cheat or steal. It doesn't, it doesn't affect anybody. I'm only unfaithful with my words and my eyes, not actually in action. See, all of those things are little sparks in our lives. And when the day of evil comes, those are gaps in our armor. And if you have those gaps in your armor and there's a spark, all the enemy has to do is come in and just pour a little gasoline on it. And that is a flame, my friends. That's a flame waiting to happen. Conformity to his likeness daily matters. 
If we're not conformed to his likeness daily, then we are allowing sparks to simmer. And when, not if, the day of evil comes, the enemy will pour gasoline on that. So we have to ask ourselves, where can I conform myself further to Christ's likeness? Where can I invite the Holy Spirit more and partner with the Holy Spirit more so that I can be more and more like Jesus every single day so that when the day of evil comes, I will be covered in his righteousness, not my own. I don't wanna be on the battlefield with a filthy rag. I don't wanna be naked on the battlefield with a filthy rag. I wanna be covered in this golden breastplate that Jesus died to give me. He became our sin for us so that we could be his righteousness. So those of us who are in Christ, we have to ask ourselves that this morning. How can we conform more to his likeness today? What areas of our life do we need to bring under his lordship to seal up that crack in our armor? Don't give the devil a foothold. Seal that crack up in Jesus' name so that when the day comes, we'll be able to stand. And for those of us who are not in Christ, it's laid out before you. You got your rag and you got the armor. They're both available to you. Stop picking the rag. They're both available to you. And we have freedom to take up the breastplate. We, we're not slaves to the rag. We get to take up the breastplate. Jesus took the rag for us. Stop voluntarily taking it back. He took it for us so that we could be his righteousness. I wanna pray for both of those groups of people. If you guys are cool with that, would you guys stand with me as I pray? We'll wrap up. Let's close our eyes. And if you guys feel comfortable, you can, you can open your hands. And this isn't anything deeply spiritual or physically important, but it's just a posture. It's a posture saying, God, I don't hold on to anything. I don't hold on to anything. I, I'm ready to let go of anything to be more like you, to have this full armor of God put on. And it's also ready to receive the wholeness that he wants to give. He died to purchase for us abundant life today and eternal life tomorrow. It's our own choice which one we're gonna take up. So Father, I pray for those who are in Christ this morning, Lord, those who are wearing your breastplate, God, would you, would you highlight areas to us, Father, that we have not conformed fully to you, Lord. Thank you for the covering that we have, but we wanna conform fully to your likeness, Father. So with our hands open, God, we give up anything that's not from you, anything that's less than what you purchased for us, God, this abundant life today and eternal life tomorrow. We lay it all down. Forgive us, God, for settling for less than what you have for us. Would you forgive us, Father? We wanna partner with you and your Holy Spirit in what you're doing here today in our lives, Father. And secondly, I just wanna pray for those of us who are not in Christ this morning. The clothes are laid out for you. The breastplate and the rag is there. Jesus, I pray for those who are not in Christ this morning in the room and online, God, that they would have the courage and the boldness to take up your breastplate, Father. 
the courage and the boldness to be clothed in your righteousness, Lord, to not be naked on the battlefield with this I'm good enough attitude, Lord, but to be clothed in your righteousness, God. You already paid the price for us, Lord. I pray for my brothers and sisters, Lord, who are, who are praying that now, God, would you just bless them, God, as they take up your armor. Would you bless them, God, as they choose to be covered and conformed to you, God. Father, we thank you for this armor. We thank you that you don't send us out into the battle without the proper equipment and the proper covering. You've taken care of us, Lord. Forgive us for taking the rag. We pick up your breastplate this morning. We love you so much. We pray this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen.